The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there. Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of multifamily with the Smart Building Suite. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. Hello and welcome to Learn English Vocabulary. My name is Jack and I'm making this podcast for you to learn or revise English vocabulary. These podcasts are graded from A2, which is around lower intermediate, all the way to C2, which is advanced. I hope you find these podcasts useful. If you do, please leave me a rating and review, as this will help other learners find these podcasts. This podcast is B1, which means the vocabulary I'm going to talk about should be good for intermediate learners. Today, I'm going to talk about houses. I've lived in all sorts of homes in quite a few different countries, and the words we use to describe where we live are quite interesting. So, to start, let's talk about the word home. You see, your home is the place you live permanently. It's an interesting word because it means that you think of the place you live as a permanent place to live. If you stay in a flat for a short period, say, a few months, It's just the place you're living. It's only your home when it feels like your home. The next word is house. This is really the most simple word for a place to live. I guess the alternative is flat. In British English, you could be asked if you live in a house or a flat. A flat is normally a place to live that takes up part of a larger building. It's normally on one level of the building. A house doesn't have any other place to live or work beneath it or above it. There are three main types of house. You can get a detached house. This is a house with no other house connected to it. You can often walk round a detached house. Then there's a semi-detached house. In informal speech, people often just say semi. This means the house is attached to one other house. It's like a big detached house split down the middle. And then there's a terraced house, which is when a group of houses are built in a row, so each house has a neighbour on both sides. In cities, it's common to find areas with rows and rows of terraced houses. In regular towns in the UK, most houses are on housing estates. 
These are areas where lots of houses of the same type and similar design are built near each other. Some estates are full of small houses that are packed closely together and some have much bigger houses with more space and bigger gardens. For flats, you can live in a block of flats, which is what people call older buildings of flats. In London, there are tower blocks which have hundreds of flats. Some of these blocks used to have bad reputations and were dangerous to visit if you weren't from the area. These days, I think that all the property in London is so valuable that I can't imagine they're still like that. Modern blocks of flats are called apartment buildings or complexes or developments and sometimes they are really very nice. I went to visit an apartment complex in Manchester that had nice flats or apartments and really good communal facilities. Communal facilities are things for all the people in the flat to share. There was a gym and a swimming pool and some other areas where you could meet friends. OK, so those are the main terms. Flat, house, detached house, semi-detached house or semi and terraced house. I've also described housing estates and communal facilities. The next terms I'm going to talk about are cottage, mansion, residence, country estate and then the adjectives Victorian, Georgian, Tudor and timber framed. Cottage is a nice word because it really just means a small house. But if you say you live in a cottage, it makes people think it's nice and cosy. We normally think of cottages in the country, perhaps with a thatched roof. A thatched roof is a roof made of straw or dried plants. A mansion is a really big house. The word is not really used by the owners of mansions. It's used by people who live in much smaller, less imposing homes to indicate that a house is impressive and possibly a bit ostentatious, that is, a bit showy or over the top. People who live in houses like these call their homes residences. Now, technically, a residence is a place where you reside or live. I think it's the official term for a home. If you look on a property website and search for the most expensive houses, they're always described as residences. For example, a handsome detached residence or a stunning family residence. The most expensive properties come with acres of land and they are described as country estates. If you hear someone say that they live on an estate, it's most likely that they live on a housing estate, but it might mean they are extremely wealthy and live in a mansion. The last bits of vocabulary I want to describe are adjectives we use in the UK to say how old our homes are. If you know when a property was built, you also know something about how it will look. During the 1800s, or at least from 1837, Queen Victoria was Queen of England and, at the time, loads of houses were built. If you have a Victorian house, it will usually be made of brick and have high ceilings and bay windows. 
if your house was built between 1714 and 1830, possibly until 1837, your house is Georgian. These houses have flat fronts and tall windows. They're very sensible looking houses. They also have high ceilings and big rooms and are highly sought after. If your house is older than that, then there are special phrases like restoration and Jacobean, but most people don't know what they mean until you get to Tudor houses. There are lots of houses in the UK that were built in the Tudor period between 1485 and 1603. These houses often have timber frames with parts of the timber showing from the outside. They're sometimes called black and white houses or timber framed houses. Most often they're called Tudor houses. I've lived in a couple of Tudor houses and they're pretty wonky inside but otherwise are nice places to live. So there are lots of nouns and adjectives to talk about where you live. I hope you found them interesting and useful. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a comment or a review and don't forget that you can read the transcript for this podcast and complete some language activities on learnenglishvocabulary.co.uk. Thanks for listening. The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there. Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of multifamily with the Smart Building Suite. Stand out from all the rest by becoming a CFA charter holder. As the investment industry evolves, professionals need the tools to evolve with it. When you become a CFA charter holder, you're not only developing real-world skills and expertise, you're demonstrating to employers that you have what it takes to thrive. In fact, more than 80% of those who earn the CFA charter say it boosted their career. Sound interesting? Go to cfainstitute.org learn to find out more about the Level 1 CFA exam.